there. Welcome to this week's Rise Above Noise. Each week, I have the honor of shining a spotlight on someone in the Rise Above Noise community who's making a real difference, who's helping others with their business growth. If you and I haven't met yet, let me introduce myself. My name is Susan Finn, and I'm a digital marketing strategist with Rise Above Noise, where for the past over 15 years, I've been working with transformation creators. That would be energy healers, light workers, coaches, creatives, teachers, guiding them on their own personal journey with their own personal roadmap so that they can have their own system to show up in a way that feels generous and it feels that they're in service. That way you show up with more consistency and that way more people can find you because they're already looking for you. Your business is going to grow with flow and ease. You know, when you do marketing, you reach people. And often we think of marketing as relationship building. So even when you're doing networking, all these speed networking calls or boosts or communities that we're in, meeting people one-to-one is also considered marketing. And when you do meet someone, it's important to be strategic, to be intentional. How are you going to build, build the trust, build that relationship? How do you simplify your own systems so that networking follow-up doesn't seem heavy? It doesn't become overwhelming. Well, today I'm talking with Bethany George and around these parts, Bethany is known as the follow-up boss. She's a whiz at helping you make the most of new relationships. She's on a mission to help us feel that sales can come naturally when you have a strategy and that follow-up, when you have these follow-up strategies, it actually ends up revolutionizing your business. You're going to grow a business without, without burning bridges. Well, let's not wait any longer. Let's get to it. Let's start my conversation with Bethany George. Taking a deep breath. Here in New England, it is spring. Well, it's get it's spring, right? It's 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 getting nicer out. The energy is high. There's so much more to do. Bethany was just commenting on my plants behind me, and I was like, oh yeah, that was my COVID thing. House plants became my thing, and now that we're like out and doing more, I'm like, oh right something else to take care of, right? <laughs> like I, now I got to pay attention. I get the puppy, I'm making sure. So all of the things, right? And that's why I'm really, one of the reasons I'm really glad Bethany is our guest today too, because of all the things in our business that we need to take care of, it's our relationships. And how do we keep drawing people into our world in a way that feels like flow and it feels like ease. And I can't, wait to hear all of um, Bethany's nuggets. I'm going to quickly um, share my screen. Many of you have seen this before, but I think particularly today it's worth sharing. And if you're listening to the podcast, don't worry, you'll understand what it is. And you can also always download the Rise Above Noise Five Pillars that'll be in the show notes. So let's see, let's get that to go. So the rise above noise, I have it built on five pillars and all of them are so that you can master your time, really dig into your core values and 
not only gain control of your messaging, but make sure that you're, like we talked about, not wasting your time so that you are attracting clients and referral sources who align with your values. And the five pillars in Rise Above Noise, the first one is you need to know who you're talking to, and you need to know what your core values are, what your non-negotiables are, what your own boundaries are. And each of these five pillars I'm going to talk about, gosh, when we talk with Bethany in just a little while, they all tie in because she'll be telling you about when you, when you are tracking your contacts, you want to know who you're talking to and you want to make sure that your contacts, if they're referral sources, understand who your ideal clients are. And if you're talking to people and they may or may not be, or you don't want to waste time with people who are not going to be able to serve you one way or another. So you got to be really clear on who you're speaking to every step of the way, marketing, contact relationship. And then if you, when you are doing your marketing, you want to make sure that you're creating compelling content. You've heard me mention a million times frequently asked questions. If you haven't heard me say that before, I'll put a link in the show notes too. frequently asked questions will be your best friend, your best takeaway for creating the content that people are searching for. Man, we're so busy, right? We're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And if we're scrolling and looking for something in particular, we want to see a story. We want to see that um, you understand what we're going through, how we, how we're, um, you know, how we're in looking for an answer and that you not only have the answer, but you can guide us in a way that we solve our own problems. And that's part of um, Rise Above Noise too, is, is sharing stories of how you've helped other people. We're all looking for ourselves in the stories that you're going to share. The fourth um, pillar in Rise Above Noise is organizing and scheduling. I can't, again, I can't wait to hear what Bethany has to say about this. I know for me, it's how do you organize and schedule your, your, your digital marketing posts and your blogs and your emails? And how do you do that in a way that feeds your soul? It's not soul sucking. It gives you your flow and your ease and your joy to show up with consistency and generosity and not not being silly. Of course, you want people to get on calls with you. Of course, you want them to sign up for your programs, but nobody's going to do that if they don't understand you. And then when you do that, you want to make sure that you're doing the things intentionally and saving your time and your energy. And all of that um, is to keep in touch, right? So this is where we're going to spend a good amount of our time today. How do you keep in touch? I do it with email marketing. Um, I know people who are great on, on the phone. I know all my send out cards friends, friends are amazing at sending the little touch points and send out cards, however you do it. And today we're going to talk about um, the way that Bethany helps her clients keep in touch. However you do it, it's so important. We're meeting people. We don't want to waste those connections. And all of that is so that you can show up consistently, feel like you're in your own flow and show up in service to others. So that being said, let me get right to the part of this that I love anyway, which is shining the spotlight on somebody who can help you as an entrepreneur, as a transformation creator, make more out of your business, find that flow and ease. So Bethany George, I asked Bethany about herself. She said that she's an She's been an enterprising entrepreneur since she was a young child. 
She's a problem solver at heart and she loves to serve the needs of others. Entrepreneurship is a part of who she is. She is a mom to five kids. And so between being an entrepreneur and a mom to five kids, she is pretty busy. Um, the kids and I might be out seeking adventure and wild herbal medicines. Oh, I don't think we had that conversation, Bethany. We're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> Her business is the follow-up boss, and it comes from years in the sales world. She was struggling to find leads, struggling to not feel salesy while also making sales. You are speaking my language, my friend. Uh, struggling with the overwhelm of managing dozens of relationships in and around her business. Then she discovered the methods to grow authentically through personal connections, encouraging sales to come in a more organic way and overcome frustration. And now she's helping entrepreneurs do the same. I asked Bethany what her, her superpower was, is, and she said that it's the ability to gain others' trust and empower others to be themselves. That's where I'd love to start, Bethany. <laughs> well, how did you decide that is your superpower? Um, well, it was more of an insight that came to me a couple of years ago, um, when I realized that I was at the time I was working a, a corporate job for a short bit and all of the interactions I had with people, I started to realize that when I showed up, um, I actually did like in-house courier, courier delivery. So like I saw lots of people in the company, they would usually smile when they saw me walking up um, because they knew that I would come up and I would engage with them in a very personal way. I did remember their name. I remember the previous conversations and I wanted to just be authentic with them. And it kind of hit me as like a light bulb moment that people found me very trusting. Um, and they enjoyed my company when I showed up, which was a really warm moment. <laughs> and something I, I value and I always want to make sure I earn that trust as well. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And so, so in, in that, using your superpower in creating this business of your own, mm -hmm. how did that all come to be? Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things I've, I've kept in mind, so as you know, in the bio, I mentioned I've been entrepreneur, been entrepreneurial um, since I was a little kid. I have um, always sought, I'm very creative. I always look for ways of like, okay, if I need to make money, what are ways that I can make money while serving others, fill a need? Um, so we can create a win-win. And so what that meant was people. People is what built our business. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you do. Your business is built around people. Mm -hmm. And the key phrase around all that that I always, that just constantly is in my head is you have to build no like, and trust. And understanding kind of the um, anatomy of trust is about connecting with people in a way so they feel that you see and hear them as a person, that they're not um, a commodity. We cannot be transactional in a space where we need to build those relationships. Um, you know, it's, what was the phrase I used earlier today? I came up with a phrase and I was like, oh, I gotta use that more often. <laughs> business is not, like we think of business as transaction, you know, you give me money, I give you products or services, and we think of it very transactional, but we need to stop thinking of relationships as transactional. Um, 
they need to be intentional. And that is the difference. I love that. So, so tell me more about that. So how, what is, what is it that you do with your clients to guide them through? It's really a mindset shift as well as tools, I would imagine. For sure. For sure. So there's two main pieces we work on and there's the one piece, which is tools. Um, It's programs and and systems and things like that, that will help us work smarter, not harder, um, help us keep track of the data and the information. That's that very left brain side. And that's for most entrepreneurs. That's kind of where I usually meet them at. They're like, I need a tool. Mm. And we've kind of been sold this, this bill of goods of that. Like, if you have this tool, it will solve all of your problems. Um, And I come at it with tools are amazing. And because we're working with people, remember people aren't transactional people, it's about being intentional. What we need is an understanding of how we build that trust. Um, how do we build that relationship in an intentional way? And there's a way that we can do that to make, to simplify it so it doesn't become overwhelming. Cause I know the first thing when I talk to people is like, you need to build long-term like a long-term concept of, of building these relationships. You can't just meet somebody one or two times and hope that they're going to buy from you. And that's the, that's all you need to do. And you just kind of walk away from them otherwise, which unfortunately a lot of people do in the sales world. There's a phrase uh, or there's a, there's a um, statistic that you need eight to 12 touches or interactions. Um, it's like 90% of sales happen in that eight to 12 interactions. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> And what I, what's really fun is when I can sit down with one of my clients and go, let's look what that looks like. Have you connected on your, you know, connected through your social media? Have you had a one-to-one? Did you do a follow-up email? You know, have you um, introduced them to somebody? Like we just go through all these different options uh, that uh, things they can do. And, and we suddenly we have 15, 20 different ways that they can interact with one person without much thought. They could just basically be like, have I done this? Have I done this? Have I done this? Have I done this? Um, and they're like, really? And what that is, is it's the opportunity to interact with that person. But more importantly, it's about interacting with them beyond just let me sell you, let me sell you, let me sell you, let me sell you. Um, so, so give me some examples of that if you can. I'm sure you can. Interacting interacting beyond, right? Just the the initial and then the sales process. What would be some examples of that? Well, there's a a three-word phrase that I use a lot that really helps guide this. And that is when you're interacting with people, you want to serve, invite, and engage. Mm. And um, what it does is it helps you get out of this transactional mindset. many um, you know, people that consider themselves heart-centered are very good at serving. And so serving can be doing an introduction with somebody that I think would be a good like collaborator with them um, or you know, someone who I think they would really jive with, whatever. Yeah. Um, so introductions are serving, providing valuable resources that I think they would enjoy. Serving is anything they can do to like give to that person, right? Um, the strength of that is you give value, um, you, you know, it helps build knowledge and credibility to what you do. What the disadvantage of that one alone is that it doesn't necessarily re-engage them with you. Okay. 
so the other two, so engage is purely conversational. We forget the power of conversation. Um, a perfect example of this would be is if I interact with somebody and they say, yeah, my son's having a basketball game this weekend. And I make note, basketball game this weekend. Reach out next weekend or next week. So next week on, I don't know, Wednesday, I pop into Facebook Messenger to go, hey, how was your son's game? How did it go? And that's all. That's all. My entire purpose is to ask how his basketball game went. Brilliant. Um, or any other thing that is, you know, relational. It's about them and what is happening in their world. And, um, and then invite. Invite is kind of fun. It's kind of multi-tiered. <laughs> you, can, you can tie in your business asks into invite. But you have to realize that in the early stages of relationship, um, they're not ready for a big ask. And I, I do love plants. I mentioned neurology. I'm going to pull this little guy over here. He's just, he's just a little succulent, but like people are like plants in the sense that when you first meet them, they're just this delicate little seed. You put it in and there's just this little tiny sproutling. You have to be delicate. You have to let them grow roots and leaves and strength in the relationship, the connection. And then when they get to a point where that relationship is stronger, then you can step into. So an early invite would be, come join me in a networking group with those mutual benefit. Um, come check out this thing. I'm doing, I'm speaking at a conference here in central Ohio this summer. And so that's an invite for me. And, you know, come join me at this, this conference and see me speak if it sounds interesting. And then later invites, as we have built that trust, I understand the value of what I do and it's something they would need. I would invite them into the things that I'm doing specifically. Come join me in this program. Um, so I'm curious, now that I explained that for you, Susan, can you kind of see how that breaks down into multiple options? Absolutely, absolutely. And I also see that there's a lot. So yes, to the, I love that tenant, right? Hold on. I have to look at it because I'm typing at the same time I'm talking. So serve, engage, invite. And I see also that it's very specific, but it's also gives the client, right? Or the entrepreneur leeway to do it in their own, in their own way. So for an example, um, one of my favorite ways to, let's see, I guess maybe it's invite, probably engage, it's probably all three of them, is to invite people that I identify as great referral sources, as well as somebody who can serve my, my, my clients to come and be on the spotlight with me. Because yes. that means we're going to have a few conversations. Yeah, we're going to have a conversation. What does that look like? And then we're going to have our pre our pre discussions back and forth. How do we do this? Right. And then we have the thing and then I have the follow up and then you get to share and we feel tied in. One of the things. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to I'm going to say this out loud. Years ago, my father said to me, um, when you ask somebody to do a favor for you, like a nice light favor it almost tie, makes them feel more beholden to you. So not, not beholden necessarily, but tied to. So if I say to you, Bethany, will you come and present to my group? It's like, you're doing me a favor, but it's also going back. And now we're tied in. Like we've got this little thread that ties us together in a very, I would say generous and um, engaged way. And what's the other word? Just aligned. We're just, we're, we're aligned. And I'm so fortunate. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, with my community, I have a really clear idea of who's in the rise above noise community, right? And I think that it's people who want to do all the right things, who need to protect their time and energy, and want to spend time with people that either they can serve or who they feel like they would like to spend more time with. Right, right. So knowing that that's the thing, now I know people who are really great at LinkedIn and do all the LinkedIn messaging and have the, all the systems and the, and the spreadsheets. I just got off a call today with my Success Champion Networks. If you guys haven't checked out Success Champion Networks yet, um, hit me up. I'd love to tell you more about it. This one blew me away. And it was a different way of looking at um, referral sources more than referrals, but how to keep track of it in a very simple way. Nobody was using, they were just using um, like Google Forms and Google Sheets. But you intrigued me, my friend, because you know, I love all the tech. You said that you use Pipedrive. Is that correct? Correct. Can you tell me about that? Yes. Well, I'll tell you something that will kind of relate to Pipedrive and to CRMs in general. There are three things I tell people that any CRM you're considering, now those who don't know the term, customer relationship management, a good CRM is meant to hold and um, not just contain, but like help you track and have all of the information around contacts. Um, and I, any good CRM that I look at and suggest for my clients, it needs to be a tool that you use regularly because it holds the relationship in one, one place. So when I open up Pipedrive, I can look at one contact and I will know our entire history together. Um, and some of that is a little bit of manual entry, but a lot of it is not. A lot of it has been pulled in through emails and through conversations. Um, it shows appointments we've had and all that kind of stuff. But the three key things that Pipedrive has that I suggest any good CRM should have is it should integrate with your email. Because email is such an important tool when it comes to tracking conversations. So it needs to be integrated with your email so you can see the history of interactions back and forth and, and know where you are with that. Secondly, it should have customized data fields. Um, some CRMs don't do this ironically. For me, I have a lot of customized fields that help me have links directly to their social media platforms. So like if I wanna pop over to, to LinkedIn and see what they've been posting, I can do that with one click. I can make a note if I have a conversation over and say Facebook Messenger. So I know I need to go refer to that real quick. Um, it also has data fields like what time zone are they in? What pronouns do they use? What is their introductory um, pitch uh, like, um, the elevator pitch, whatever, because I do a lot of introductions. So I always like, what, how do you want me to describe you is what I'll ask people and I'll save that. And hint, it also lets me use a template to pull that in when I create the introduction email. Um, and then the third thing it should have is reminders. It should have some way for you to have a, like a to-do list created on a daily or weekly basis. You know exactly who, you're, who you want to check in with this week. Um, and what this does is say there's someone I talk to and they're like, life is crazy. I don't have time for anything right now. Check back in with me in six months. Who's going to remember in six months? And I don't know about you. I would put, I used to put things in my calendar, but like if I got busy and I didn't see it the day of, whoosh, it's gone. Right, right. Um, but I put it in, I put it in my drive as an, as a reminder now. And then it's just, it's on my daily weekly list. And I can check in on that and do that. And so like, and if I don't get to it one week, like 
two weeks ago when I had COVID, my whole family was sick. Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything. The next week I could pop in and be like, what is it that I need to do? And what things can I put off till later? And nobody knows what I missed because they're my reminders. <laughs> that's right. Oh, it's so important to have reminders. I've got reminders everywhere. So that that's so important too. And I know that you've looked at, not that we're doing a sales pitch for pipe drive. I actually use HoneyBook and I'm mm -hmm. just now learning how to use some of those things that you're talking about, the custom fields and the reminders and the tasks um, and then the email stuff, which I'm still, I'm still learning about that. But um, you looked at all of them, I'm sure. I've looked at quite a few. I can't say all of them. There's a lot. <laughs> there are a lot of them. I was just, well, uh, like I said this morning, and somebody was talking about Kartra, and I was working with a client on Kartra, and they were just, it has so much capability. It's overwhelming. It was overwhelming. Right. And they right. weren't using it to its best capability, so we switched them to something else. Um, but not they not as a CRM as an email marketing tool. How did you land on PipeDrive? Um, really, what happened is is I had tried a couple myself, um, and I reached out to some people when I first started this business. Um, I was trying to figure out what exactly people needed, and what it started out with was like my first service. Just a real quick background. My first service was let me help you take all those business cards that you collected at networking events that I know are sitting on your desk collecting dust, just like they were on mine. Let's do something with those those people. Um, and so that was step one. And so that was really helping understand what is it that people need when they're networking? Mm. What is it that they're missing? And as it grew, um, I found pipe drive through talking to other entrepreneurs who use the tool who were system people, you know, like there's those people who just get it. Yes. Um, and as I learned it, there was just, there was an intuitiveness to it and a focus on that, on the people in the system that I liked better than some of the other programs out there that feel, they just feel more transactional. They feel more about focus on like the sales pipeline or um, some things like, like HoneyBook, they tend to be more focused on the end side of it, of like the client acquisition. Right. Um, yeah. And it's harder to keep track of all of those random contacts um, that you make. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh my God. I know that we could talk about this forever and I feel like we probably should do like a, okay, now this, now we've talked about this, let's take it to the next level. We're going to have to do that sometime soon in, in uh, rise above noise, but I don't, I want to be mindful of your time and the time of our listeners. First of all, you must have an affiliate link, right? For pipe drive. I right. do. You can pop that in the chat and then I'll put the, I'll share that in the show notes and on the Facebook, um, Facebook chat. And how else can people get in touch with you? So I like to say that I'm, I'm on most social media platforms. I'm on LinkedIn by my name, Bethany. It's Bethany and George. I'm on Facebook, Bethany and Rachel George. I do have two middle names, okay. <laughs> um, but I'm also on TikTok and Instagram by the follow-up boss. Um, it's the follow-up boss because there happens to be a CRM that's called follow-up boss. Ironically, it's intended for realtors. Um, so I'm on all those places I post regularly because I love doing videos. I love sharing tips and tidbits. And I also have a website that is in progress, but you can check it out. It's called thefollowupboss.com. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I can, I don't know if you, I can, I, I have one free thing going on. I do, would you like yeah, me to share that? Awesome. Sure, sure. Um, so actually starting tomorrow is the beginning of it. I am launching 
the follow-up focus sessions on Friday mornings, Eastern time, 9.30 to 10.30. And it's a live Zoom. And the intention is to pop in and talk about your follow-up. Who did you meet this week? Who did you follow up with this week? What worked? What felt weird? Why is this hard? Like, how you know, are you keep losing track of people? Um, and I'll share even like the things I'm working on for the week and what I'm learning. So it's kind of a work session and it's a way to just get some real um, practical interactions. And as we have more people, we'll have a community to talk through these things. Awesome. And so you'll give me the, the link to that and I'll make sure that people know about it. You know, just, you know what it is too, it's setting aside that time each week. And you know that I work with um, Kathleen Lawson and on Friday mornings, nine to 10, we have CEO power hour and we go through like all of the things, but I almost need to do, I, maybe you start at 10 instead next time. Like maybe I go from that one to yours because I, last week I was going to spend my whole hour going through, I had three networking events last week and the, I just wanted to follow up and still haven't done that. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so if I had that hour earmarked just and held accountable to that, it's so important to do that within our business, right? To be really focused instead of feeling scattered. I appreciate you. I honor you. And I'm so very glad that you were able to, um, to be here and, and kind of give a taste of what, what it could feel like to be <laughs> totally organized and totally in control of our, of our networking and our follow-up. Thank you, Bethany. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this week's Rise Above Noise Spotlight as much as I did. Bethany made it so clear to us that the follow-up is where the fortune is in our business success. We need to realize that that follow-up really begins at the beginning, at the introductions. And she wants us to know that the key to making it all successful isn't fancy scripts or fancy tools or even the right timing. It's really just about being relatable as a fellow human being and staying present for our contacts. Our Rise Above Noise community is revolutionizing how service professionals show up in their marketing so that we can all make a real difference in the world. And now more than ever, our world needs our transformation creators to be successful in your ventures, to show up in service and make a real difference in our world. I wanna thank you for joining today. And I do look forward to seeing you in our Rise Above Noise community. And I can't wait to share my next Rise Above Noise Spotlight with you. Mm -hmm.